And I'm Tiz Jism. I'm Tiz Jism. I'm just 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 Tiz Jism. AKA Steve Creedy. Ciao, Fudge Packers. What's up? Welcome to Pure Boys Podcast. I'm Adam Creep and Chiz. And I'm Steve Creep. Uh, nothing flashy today. I want to get right to the point. I'm creepy and I was the second born and I love it. Right, of course. Let's reestablish the continuity. Uh, you're the second born. I'm the first born. God created us out of his toenail or whatever. <laughs> this is something that I thought about this week, and yeah. it pertains to exactly this. Please. Do we look exactly like Jesus? Wow, that's interesting. If God made us in his image and Jesus is his son, mm -hmm. we probably don't look exactly like Jesus because there's some of 13-year-old Mary's DNA mixed into Jesus, right? Like, he's got a bit of 13-year-old in him. But we are are just a combination of pure God. There's not a 13-year-old tainting us. I think you would do a double take. I mean, I feel like you're a little bit more stronger than your Correct. typical cross Jesus. Thank you. Uh, you're bigger. You have nice toes. <laughs> did you call uh, Jesus a cross monkey? I don't think you're allowed to call him that. I don't think I did. Um, I think you could say it back then, but I don't think you could say it now. I think you could still say it now. You, you're talking about Jesus, that cross monkey? I mean, I know that's from Wonder Shows, and I want to give credit where credit's due. We didn't invent um, the term cross monkey, but come on. It's pretty good. Yeah, come on. Come on. Hey, come on. What was I talking about? Uh, how, how beautiful you were how beautiful and how much I am, we look like Jesus. How nice my toes are, how beautiful I am, and how... But you're equally as beautiful. I mean, like, if I... A little I'm, smaller. Yep. A little hairier, a little... Uh, delicate. A little more delicate, yeah. You're a bit of a snowflake cuck. Uh, you have bright blonde hair, whereas I have chestnut brown hair. You know, it's little, exact little same differences. Length. What's that? Exact same length. Exact though. same cut. Mm -hmm. Well, we go to the same barber that Jesus did. That's right. His dad, Joseph, who I assume used a chisel and a hammer to cut his hair. How did they cut hair? Sheep shears? I guess maybe people just had long hair. I think they just put their head sideways on like a flat rock, and then they just mashed the hair <laughs> off your head with like a dull kind of stone. Right. right. A guy stood next to you while you gently rested your hair on a rock raised an, a heavier rock over his head with a bit of a sharpened edge and then just slammed it down and you just hoped it went through your hair and not through your goddamn temple yeah and they would say this is how we do it <laughs> they go hey do you have any hot gossip to share and then they would <laughs> smash your hair off Gossip got invented way before scissors and that's a fact oh yeah they still had the blue juice for some reason but Gossip, it was gossip, blue juice that they would put the rocks in, and then years down the line, scissors. <laughs> years down the line, like 1960s. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah, modern age, for sure. And they were like, wait a minute, why don't we just put two knives on alternate <laughs> handles? That makes more well, sense. Everybody saw the Beatles and was like, woof, let's, <laughs> let's invent some scissors. Let's get some styles going. Right. This Bob stuff is not... 
It's not it. Enough of putting bowls on people's heads and letting their hair grow into the shape of a bowl and then going, that's enough hair, and then it stops. Beatles were the last straw. You can uh, thank the Beatles for having a haircut, you idiot. Sure, John, Paul, Ringo, and... The best. <laughs> and the other one, George. And the rest. And the rest. And the other drummer, whatever his name was. Bucky. Speaking of and the rest. Sure. Uh, did you watch Gilligan's Island? Uh, no. I don't even know what Gilligan's Island is. Oh, well, it's, um... A ship set sail. No, I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a question for you. Did you watch Gilligan's Island? I surely did. And, yeah. uh... There's an eight-person uh, cast, or maybe a six. I don't know. Okay. But for the first couple of years, they would say the names of the characters throughout the theme song and then say, and the rest. But it was only two more characters on the show. <laughs> Let me guess. The they Professor were... and Marianne. Oh, it wasn't just two women. It was... <laughs> I, no, I... there was a slighted man. That's crazy. How how dare they? I would assume that yeah, it was either like a black guy or two women and they just went and the rest, you know. This is <laughs> this is 1960s. You're lucky we're even putting them in the credits. And the rest. The women were uh treated poorly on set to balance that, I think. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Well, they're on the call sheet they're listed as the rest. <laughs> and then like after a couple of seasons, once it got more popular, they just switched the song from and the rest to the professor and Marianne and <laughs> used the same song. And it's it's the craziest thing in showbiz, maybe. That's sloppy. Like, mm -hmm. write a new theme song then. Well, I think it's there. It works. Had they not invented shortened theme songs yet? No, no. Uh, they really wanted to lengthen out those theme songs, so you filled the 30 minutes. Right. Yeah. Oh, God, we have to write 22 minutes of television? What if we put in a three-minute intro, and then we only got to write 19 minutes of television? And that's pretty good. You make it very, very catchy. And, uh, yeah, that's your 30. Hey, now we're talking. That's your 30. Uh, hey, speaking of that's your 30... I only watched 30 minutes of this week's movie, Two to Tangle, 2014. Through no fault of my own, I tried. Uh, through all the fault in God. Yes. Dave, well, mostly it's David A.R. White's fault, I think. I would, I blame him exclusively for my not watching this whole movie. Exactly. Crossflix or whatever the competitor is coming for you throat, David. <laughs> That's and right. You're one step away from getting canceled. We're we're sick of this BS. Mm -hmm. Uh this absolute malarkey. Yep, Crossflix is coming to throat, pal, so you better watch out. I'll censor it. Don't worry. Don't worry, David, I'll censor it. Don't worry. Be happy. Uh, I was thinking <laughs> during the theme song yeah. how the thir first thirty minutes uh, of this movie was maybe the worst of this movie for me. I really started getting into it like 45 minute mark. <sighs> uh, people die. There's a pre-scene that like is absolutely glorious and really undercuts religion in general. Damn. Oh, I really missed it. David, God. I, oh my God, I love God. I'm getting that out of the way so I can say, God damn you, David, and your poor UI. Get it together. His... I was trying to watch this. Hey, you know what? We haven't even done the Pure Boys Prayer yet. Are you ready? Yes, clap. Clap. God bless our podcast, please. God bless all podcasts, please. We love you, please. Amen. And a woman. Or a woman, yeah. Hey, real quick, what are some other podcasts you'd like to bless? 
We say God bless all podcasts, but are there any in particular you want to just put a little shine on, a little God shine on today? Well, there's this little unknown podcast called The Worst Idea of All Time, and I think it's really uh, out there to bless. Beautiful. Hey, God bless The Worst Idea of All Time. Wait, maybe that's how we should start doing it. Let's, let's take each episode, we should take one podcast and bless them specifically. I don't have any news. I got no news. Oh, my God. But how could you have no news? Oh. I don't have any news. Now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, What's in the News? All right. So, what news do you got for us today, Steve? Well... This new fad that's sweeping the absolute nation that you should definitely avoid because it's a replacement for church. Mental health gyms. Boo. What a Yeah, like get out of here. A place to train your brain? Go to church, you idiot. Right? End the story. Just be depressed and then throw yourselves onto train tracks one day, all right? Boo. <laughs> I'm very happy with that, actually. I don't <laughs> think I could have prepared anything better than that. That's no. great. I mean that that's great. What what is a mental health gym? Ah, uh, you go there and people stop on your brain, uh, like figuratively. Sure, like, yeah. Vocally. Oh, they yell into your ears until your ears are just ringing, and that's how you—that's the depression leaking out of your head. It's the vibratory health uh, of uh, modern society. <laughs> Not God. Couldn't have said it any better myself. So it's stupid and it sucks, and don't do it. No, it sounds great. I'm into it. Let's. Yep. Let's get that done. Let's join a, a mental health gym. And what, you just, like, think happy things? I think it's probably just a safe place to go where you have, like, nothing on the walls, a lot of beige. You probably wear a lot of white and give all your money away. <laughs> this sounds like church. This sounds exactly like church. Sounds like we're just going to church. Is this church? Is it? Is that what they've rebranded churches as, is mental health gyms? Because that's kind of brilliant. I, I think so. I, I honestly wouldn't mind going to a place Church. once a week and singing a bunch of songs with people. I just don't necessarily want it to be focused on God 100% of the time or any of the time. I'm with you, man. I uh, Not to give any shine to, to this anti-Semitic creep, but like when Kanye was doing his Sunday services, I, I've watched a few of them. They're available online in the full service. And... I was, like, so moved by the music, right? Like, I love the music in them, and I'm having a great time. I'm getting all emotional. The music is phenomenal. The, the, the choir is just beautiful. And then they'd just be like, and now turn your life over to God. And I'd be like, nah, nah, I don't know. Nah, maybe not. I mean, everything else that you're doing is great, though. I'm all on board with all that. This is before all the anti-Semitic stuff. But at that time, 2020, I was like, ah, oh, this is all two thumbs up. Uh, nah. Get that Coffee and face. juice afterwards? Maybe a little cake? Oh my god, that powdered peach drink that uh, you drink oh. out of a giant Gatorade tub? Oh, church it, in a nutshell. It's so close to being awful, but it's also the best thing you've drank in weeks. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a marvel There's a, god. There's a local uh, donut shop in your town that serves that peach juice, and I, I would get it from time to time and just be like, ooh, take me back. Oh, take me back to going to confession at 10 years old and having to lie to the priest about the bad things that I did. Ooh, yeah, that's naughty. And if you want to get a little bit more naughty, you can splash a little Sprite in that peach juice. Oh. Also, how crazy is confession that just, like, teenagers go and talk to a man and go like, yeah, I jerk off all the time. I think about naked women and I bust nuts. And they go, oh, well, 
don't do that anymore, huh? And you're like, but I just want to bust. I'm 16. Confessionals should be just replaced by AI because it's meaningless anyway. Much like everything in life, replace it with AI, please. AI, please. Exactly. Including Uh, the movie AI. (laughs) AI, AI, AI. (laughs) Uh, before we move on, I do want to give a, a quote from the article. Please. Uh, my anxiety has dropped 50% in one day. <laughs> and that's going to last forever. Yeah. So every day you get 50% less. And... Um, so you never get rid of it, though. No, I mean, it's diminishing returns every time. You only get rid of 50% of whatever your issue. Even if you're at 1% anxiety, you're only going down to 0.5% anxiety. That's basically the rest of the article is talking about the diminishing <laughs> returns of that uh, percentage. Right. That first day, oh, <laughs> big, big hit. Second day, pretty big hit. Now you're down to 25%. And then from there, the gains drop off. You plateau pretty quickly. Yeah, it's kind of like weed. It's, it's kind of like weed, that green <laughs> stuff. Hey, so I, I got some news. Yeah, give me the news that you got. Well, monarch butterflies are back. And they're... they're <laughs> The number of monarchs settling in California is up this year. In 2020, they counted 1,899 monarch butterflies, which is atrocious. This year, or sorry, in 2022, they had 272 monitoring stations, which is way up from they used to have for monitoring stations. And they found instead of 1,899, they counted 335,000 monarch butterflies back to California. So, hey, monarch butterflies are back and better than ever. (laughs) Nice. I'm really uh, happy for that. Yeah, me too. Uh, I like a monarch. Did you see the IMAX film on monarchs? I only know uh, Beavers, the best damn movie you've ever seen. That's the only one I know. Well, the monarch one was great. It's about their uh, how they travel and uh, Mm, their path. They fly. their specific <laughs> migration patterns and <laughs> right. how beautiful it is and they grow like in a very specific area in the world and oh. it's just like just piss with uh, monarch butterflies for uh, a couple of days and then they just fly off I can't wait till we have to cut down that area so we can make paper and just like wooden thing just cut it down so we can burn the wood oh that's gonna be that fire is gonna feel so nice Paper is better than trees, obviously. Obviously. Gosh. You act like paper grows on trees or something. Here's a question for you. Do we need to watch a movie anymore? We're a couple segments away from... (laughs) (laughs) From just not even doing a podcast. Yeah. Uh, Well, we got to do the podcast. But what I really want from you, Adam, is your Christian perspective. How does this uh, affect the Christian community? Like the monarchs returning? Yeah. Well, obviously, it's a proof of the glory of God, and through God, all things are possible, and I'm sure what happened was that, like, people prayed really hard, and then all the monarchs were like, what? We should start fricking, and then they started fricking, because that's what people were praying for. Oh, please, God, make those monarch butterflies frick each other, and then they did. They busted all their nuts, and now they their population's gone up 300%. That's incredible, as far as I'm that's concerned. A- that's absolutely beautiful. And there's this little rumor going around uh, that God might actually be those butterflies. What do you think about that? Wow. Uh, I mean, I've heard of butterfly kisses, and that's when God kisses you with his eyelashes. But other than that, I mean, I think that th- that's God spreading himself pretty thin to be all those butterflies. So maybe just stick to what you know, God, which is wearing sandals, being a tall white man, and uh, answering 
helping baseball players win games and helping actors win awards and letting children starve to death, of course. But like, you know, like letting somebody win a Screen Actors Guild Award. That's great. Good for them. It, worth your time, God. And like helping people with their anxiety instead of uh, having them go to these false churches. Exactly. They should be going to unfalse church, a.k.a. church. Praise him. Praise him. And that's what's in the news. I really like First, first time doing the segment, we got to get used to the timings and all that, and you know, like mm-hmm. get, just get used. Well, to it's doing a very it. quick uh, theme song. I always want to talk right before you send it to theme song up. Apparently, oh, well, that's okay. It's understandable. You know, some, when, sometimes you just you get excited and you don't have time for. I mean, we might never do this segment again, so I'm going to play this song as much as I can in this episode. Are you kidding me? I loved it. It was great. <laughs> I already love it. What is I- this podcast? It's whatever we want it to be. There's That's a lot true. of people watching. There's a lot of people with specific intent on That's what true. they want out of us. But we're going to give you what we got. You know what this podcast isn't? Political. <laughs> Not a political podcast. Yeah, but we keep getting dragged back in by the uh, church. Yeah, by that by the political church. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Be- before we get to what always ends up being a political segment... I have a very important question to ask you. And that is, of course, Steve Creep, whomst was the Beggar Vance of Christian Mingle, the movie 2014, I think? When did you have Christian Mingle on your mind? Was it right then when you said it, or did you think about that one? Well, I clicked on the theme song to start playing it, and then the wheels in my mind started spinning very quickly to get to what it was, because I was like, Firefighter movies? Firefighter movies? No, we're past firefighter movies now. Christian Mingle. Lacey Chabert. Yeah, we're fighting the fires of our hearts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So whom sues your Beggar Vance for Christian Mingle? Uh, for Christian Mingle, the movie. Uh, the Beggar Vance of this Christian film was the website Christian Mingle. <laughs> oh, and you son of a gun. Commercials. I know it's a little on the nose. I'm going to get some hate speech about it. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Going to get a lot of hate speech in our email. That's mm-hmm. basically all we're getting. But, um, yeah, it uh, drives the movie. Now, Adam. Yes. Hoops, do you believe what? and know is, was the Beggar Vance of Christian Mingle the movie? Wow. Well, thank you so much for asking, Steve Creep. Uh... I was going to say Christian Mingle, the dating site, the website slash commercials, of course, but you've already said it, so... And we can agree. Well, we can agree, but I'd prefer if we didn't. Uh, so for me, the bigger Vance of Christian Mingle, the movie, is, of course, Corbin Bernstein. Corbin <laughs> Bernstein Bears. The, the biggest Bernstein Bears there is. Yeah, between writing, between directing, between fixing bikes, he wore a lot of hats in that movie, and God bless him for that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Or a woman. God will. Hey, Corbett Bernson, we can't wait to see what you do next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a Corbett Bernson uh, director month for sure. I think we could. We definitely could. I mean, he's prolific. We got to find the films, though. Well, here's the thing. We do one episode of the, like, cop show he's known for. I don't even know what it is. Like, didn't or he do, he's he on one. L.A. Law, I think, or Night yeah. Court or something like that. Watch the pilot episode for one week, and then <laughs> sure. the rest are his movies. Sure. 
<laughs> open with that. Yeah, well, this week we're watching Pilot, Season 1, Episode 1, Pilot of L.A. Law. L.A. Law. <laughs> Corbin Burnson is barely in it. Oh, crap. Oh, no. Welcome to April, you bitches. <laughs> That's right. It's Corbin Burnson month. We tried doing John Voight's summer, and, and you saw we that did. turned out. That's true. It was four weeks long, and it was perfect. Hey, that's something to me, baby, as long as the ball's getting hit. Hey, what was your – whose was your bag or Vance of John Voight's summer? Oh, man. Uh, well, I think I answered John's Voight for every movie. So, uh, yeah, I think John Voight is yeah. probably the premier of it all. That's I mean, fair. wind and air and fire and right. God yeah. and all that shit. Yeah, all that blah, 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 gross, yeah, yeah, yeah. Corbin Burnson, why weren't you an anaconda? I feel like uh, Corbin Burnson is like a male bimbo. Because <laughs> he's just, just dumb as rocks. He's got his fingers in every pie in Hollywood. Yeah. Classic Corbin. Connections. Corbin. He's got connections. His name is Corbin. Burnson. Corbin. What an interesting name. Yeah, well, they wanted to call him Colin, but uh, it didn't work. Right. The dad was eating peanuts when they asked him. He had a mouthful of nuts, and he was like, Corb, Corbin. They're like, Corbin? And he's like, Corbin? No, no, Corbin. Like, oh, yeah. Yes, Corbin? Okay, we're writing it down now. Now it's Corbin. We can't change it. Uh, we legal, wrote it, legal. We wrote it in ink. You can't change that. What do you, <laughs> do you want his name to be crossed out? That's no kind of name, even though it does have cross in it. Thank you for your service. They have to say that a lot at the hospital. Um, <laughs> you can't change that. Yep. <laughs> we don't want our set. Well, you're just going to have to call him something else. But, like, his legal name is now Corbin. So there's no, no takesy backsies. And, well, you hope he doesn't become famous if you're the doctor writing down that name. Yeah, but of course. he did, and it's changed society forever. Do you think his name is Corbin Bernstein? And then he was like, look, that's way too Jewy for Holly Weird. So I got to change it to Corbin Bernson. That's less Jewish. Yeah, he doesn't really have Jewish hair, so I think it would have been a bad look for him if he kept Bernstein. Is that the only way you can tell a Jewish person is by if they have the that's curls? A, that's the only way I can. <laughs> Just from sight? Yeah, I only yeah. I only recognize Hasidic Jews as Jewish people. That's what you're saying. That's not what I'm saying. No, you can see some normals. They got curly hair. I'm <laughs> saying I don't see color. I don't see religious I see affiliation. Curls. Huh? I see curls. I see pee. I see ladies France. I see wiener. <laughs> huh? That's a fun prank call name. It's a great name in general, I see wiener. Yeah, it's and it's sure to fool anyone. If you were to call and go, hey, can I speak to Icy Wiener? They would go, No, that's not a thing. What do you mean? Boo. <laughs> Boo. Try again, kid. I'm gonna star six nine you and wreck your life. Nerd. <laughs> I'm just a child. Uh, hey, fun. oh, brother, Bro. I have I have an update on uh, my saga of farting in the vacuum at work. Oh, thank gosh. And uh, oh, so as astute listeners are probably already are, are aware, uh, I the job that I do, I vacuum a lot. And so I've started when I have to fart while I'm vacuuming, I disconnect the hose from the like the metal piece that sucks stuff up. 
and then I put it on my butthole and I fart, not my bare butthole, on my pants, and then I fart into the vacuum and it sucks it out of my butt, right? So I've been doing that for a couple of weeks now. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, but just the other day, I was vacuuming. I haven't changed the bag yet. Spoilers, I haven't changed the bag yet. So I don't know if it stinks in there or not. I, I'm How big guess is this bag? It's pretty big. It's full of farts. Uh, and I'm just afraid to, like, open it in case I have a lit flame near it or something. And then all the methane explodes. And then, yeah, boom, boosh. And uh, so now what I've started doing is I've also started burping into the vacuum. So I'll hold the vacuum up to my mouth and burp into that. And that's been a lot of fun. And... We also have a floor cleaner that is this contraption that has, like, uh, scrubbing pads on the front of it. It's motorized, so you pull a little handle and it drives forward. And then the t there's a big tank on it that you fill with water. It sprays water down. The scrubbers scrub it. And then as you roll over it, at the back of the, of the machine is a squeegee with a vacuum attached to it that sucks up all the water. So now what I've been doing is when I have to fart while I'm scrubbing the floors... I will stop, squat down, unhook that hose, and fart into that machine as well. So now I'm farting into two machines at work, and one of them is a vacuum cleaner, the other is a floor scrubber that I clean out every night, and I can tell you, sometimes I do get a whiff of fart when I open that thing, because it's, it's sealed, because it, it has to provide that back pressure to suck in, right? So, <laughs> it... it <laughs> I think the vacuum bag might smell terrible when I take it out because the floor scrubber smells a little bit like farts. And I'm not the only one who uses it. I have coworkers who use it. They haven't said anything about it yet, but I still fart in it all the time. So that's the update. Okay. So out there, people listening to this, we're normal. This is... <laughs> Very normal. I suspect that this is happening all across our great nation. Yeah, okay. maybe. Yeah. Uh, people are... Uh, People are farting in vacuums in public. Yeah. And the thing is, you can't take that away from a person because you can fart with your clothes on. Exactly. And it's not illegal. It's not illegal to fart into a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, you can't get fired for fart, uh, vacuuming into a fart. No. And there's there's now there's like a fun little bit of risk to what I'm doing. Because before, when I would fart in the vacuum cleaner, I'd just be in a room by myself vacuuming, right? Now, when I fart into the floor scrubber... I'm kind of out in the open. I'm in, like, the hallways. I'm in the connecting areas, right, between the rooms. So someone could catch me, and there's a bit of a thrill to that. It's a bit of an exciting thing to do a deep squat and fart into that machine. It's a, it's a joy. Well, you are certainly goodwill hunting. I certainly am. I've also discovered there's other, there's other devices in where I work where I could probably fart into those, too. So... <laughs> There's, there might be more updates coming up. We'll see. But there's a few other things I might be able to fart into. We'll have to see. Now, this is something I've always wanted to do. And it's fart into a teacher that I don't like uh, seat. Oh, that's good. Fill a seat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like <laughs> those pranks when you'd put like a tack on your teacher's seat or something like that. This time you're just farting into their cushion or cushion, something. Cushion, yeah. Because as soon as they sit down on that cushion, poof. Farts. Fart City. Yeah. Boom. There goes the dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's, uh, well, unfortunately, we're, we're very far away removed from being in school. So you might have to, like, cross some lines in order to get into a school and fart into a teacher's chair. Yeah. One, two, skip a few. I could probably get a key. 
Probably. Oh yeah. I mean, like with your work, you get you know teachers through your work, so like you could probably butter them up, or at the very least, steal their keys and make a quick copy of it. Or butter is so expensive nowadays. Probably oil. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't want to margarine them up. I think is what people are saying now. <laughs> Yes, people are saying that quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, listeners, this is a promise from uh, old Adam Creep over here. If you ever catch me buying margarine and eating margarine, just know that I'm two days away from throwing myself onto the train tracks. Just know that that's where we're at. Well, what about... (laughs) I can't believe it's not butter. No, that's just margarine. Yeah, but it's not butter. Well... But you can't believe it. I mean, I can't believe it. I can't believe I would look at it and go, I can't believe this isn't butter. Can you believe that a butter company hasn't come out with I can't believe it's not margarine? <laughs> or or I can't believe it's butter. I can't believe it's butter, yeah. That's kind of negging your own product. I guess that's probably not the best way to sell it. All you have to do is get your name out there, though, and you're humping off the back of another great brand in I can't believe it's not butter. Does that even exist anymore? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're doing better than ever right now with the price of butter. Are you kidding me? And the states come off of it. Everyone's looking for something that is like butter but isn't butter, and that's margarine. And it's trash. Did you know that we as Haitians cannot get bagel bites anymore? No. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know that. What, ha- what happened? I thought they were a distinctly Haitian creation. Ooh, Haitian creation. No, they're a U.S. creation, and the company that produces them is like, nah, we're not sending them uh, up to Haiti anymore. (laughs) Down to Haiti, you mean? Can we still get? Can we still get smiles? Uh, yeah, smiles are on the table. Oh, thank God! If we lost smiles, I'd be buying margarine and throwing myself on the train tracks. Yeah, that's a McCain staple. That's a that's Dan. Haiti McCain, obviously. Haitian McCain. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Haiti McCain sounds like a like like the cutest girl in your in your class. Yeah, that's a cute girl name. Anybody who's out there is writing a script right now. Don't use it because we want <laughs> Haiti McCain. Yeah, for sure. She was my date to the homecoming dance. Like it's so close to that politician McCain, but like obviously removed because they wouldn't uh, name their kid Haiti. Right? Are you talking about like dead John McCain? Is that what you're talking? Yeah. Dead and in hell, John McCain. No, he's alive in heaven. Well, maybe he's alive forever in our hearts, but his soul is in hell, as everyone's soul is when they die. Well, he was a politician, so definitely going down to the uh, greasy uh, hell. Yeah, we live in hedonistic times, so everyone's going to hell. Good luck getting into heaven. The The cost of admission is outrageous. Uh, not uh, white heaven, though. You just have to repent. True, you just gotta go, ooh, I'm sorry, daddy, and he, daddy goes, it's all good. <laughs> All's forgiven. But don't like legally we have to have coins on our eyes or something yeah you gotta pay the the ferry driver you gotta pay the boatman the boatman 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 yeah <laughs> them boys up to something yeah yeah big oars them boatmen have <laughs> you said bag oars and i thought bagel bites oh i'd love to go for some of those <laughs> no i'd love to have one of those right now yeah I there's a the- couple other things that i really love that uh got taken away from us but tell well. me tell me tell me more i don't i don't know i can't recall what the other ones are look tell me but more tell personal. me more did she put up a fight uh she, well <laughs> I, I don't like to put myself in those situations <laughs> let's just say that people love greece they just love it 
I watched it probably 20 times when I was a kid, and that's being conservative. I, me too, but I hated Grease. It was just uh, always playing somewhere. Somebody was watching Grease. I loved it. <laughs> I already love it. Change who you are to, for somebody. I love it. Hey, that's kind of like what this movie's about. Yeah, but we have another segment. Oh, my God. We do have another segment. Wow. <laughs> Which was, is good. I was trying to avoid this show getting political, but... Uh, yeah, we're about to get not political. No, that's true. All right, here we go. Just kidding. The Kevin Sorbo Read of the Week. Wow. Wowie wow wow. Big ups to you, Kevin Sorbo, for this tweet of the week Ooh. that came out at 2.38 p.m. on February 28th. The last of the shortest month. <laughs> yes, the biggest ripoff in rent. <laughs> yeah. 2023, 185.3 thousand views. Pathetic, Kevin. Pathetic. Well, this one's a little bit more like, uh, what do they call the fashion that's all over the place? Fast that's fashion? Like, no, that's like, uh, it doesn't make sense. Like, you get big, like, furls and, like... Oh, like, avant-garde or something yeah, like that? Yeah, avant-garde. Okay. This, yeah, yeah. this tweet is a little avant-garde. Oh. Uh, so, conspiracy theorist dash 39. Space break. Actual space break. Okay. Um... Government sheep dash zero. What? What? what so conspiracy theorists thirty nine government sheep zero. But like, that is avant garde. So avant garde <laughs> that I don't get it. I don't know what you mean, Kevin. Thirty nine what? Thirty nine yeah. times being right or thirty nine new conspiracies today that they've invented? Probably that one. Well, three plus nine is twelve, wow. so that could be something. <laughs> three plus nine is twelve. That could be something. That was 2020, 2012 was supposed to be the year we were supposed to die, and the world was supposed to end. I think what he is trying—the words between the words—are that conspiracy theorists are very smart and know everything, mm -hmm. and government sheep are dumb idiots who don't know anything. That's true. Uh, and that's the I think that's the undercutting message that he's trying to get across. Hmm. Were there any te like tweets around that tweet that might give us some context for the 39? Uh, no context. <laughs> no. Um, I honestly was going to say no context before I started reading the tweet because uh, I looked uh, I looked earlier. There's a tweet that he said earlier. It's a great monologue. Woody, I don't know what that's referring to. Like, um, text Sorbo to 26786 if you want to stay updated on what I'm doing. Wow. Yes, please, Kevin. Please, Kevlar. Tell me what you're doing. Are we going to have the Kevin Sorbo text of the week? Nah. <laughs> All right. Because you probably have to pay like 95 cents or something. Well, that's just it, right? Standard texting rates apply. And then also are multiplied by five or six times. Kevin's got to make bank. How do we get something like that set up? How do we get a text pure to 669-6969 and you get updates on what the pure boys are doing? That's what speakpipe.com slash pure boys should do. Yeah, for real. I, I love when like... There's like, oh, hey, you like this band? Text us at this number. I always text those numbers, because why not? Like, when they're a real number, when they're not that kind of bull crap that's just, like, 
you know, fishing for your information. But when it's like a real phone number that you can text, that's fun. I love it. I, I just want to talk to long live logos and go like, hey, 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 Jesus, I fell, fell in love with one of your little birds. I want to talk to dead celebrities. <laughs> can you host a seance for me? Is there a seance uh, king out there that is uh, doing texts? Damn, I don't know. Is Miss Cleo still around? No, I think she uh, she went on. Huh. Speaking of Haiti's finest, she might not be Haitian. I'm assuming she... No. <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah. Cut that and out. We're not even saying Canadian. No, 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 no. Bleep uh, <laughs> that. I, I might have to. I might have just cut it right out of the episode. No. Should we end there? <laughs> <laughs> No, we have to get into 2014's Two to Tangle. I only okay. saw 30 minutes of this movie. I, which uh, is all set up and also establishes the greatest love story ever told between Tom and Jessica. Yep. Is that her name? That's true. Yeah. Jessica is a good Christian girl uh, that wants to get married before she knows who she's uh, moving in with. <laughs> Which is standard and normal and is a good basis uh, base yeah. for a relationship and a we uh, marriage. I mean, marry a man you see maybe once a week and that you text with semi-regularly. Marry him. Yeah. You're like school boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> they're, they're hanging out and then all of a sudden uh, two weeks happen and she has a conversation with somebody else. And she's like, yeah, I haven't seen him for a while. Yeah, uh, when she said that, I was like, oh, did they break up? And then, like, in the next scene, he's like, hey, babe. And she's like, oh, hey, how's how's your kayak business going? And he's like, oh, metal kayaks business is booming. I feel like the beginning uh, of this movie, movie suffers from a lot of uh, similar things that other low-budget things do. And right. they're trying to, like go through scenes quickly to be, like, flashy and good, like, movie watching mm -hmm. but also they're not saying enough during those short scenes and it's just kind of like what's happening yeah. what <laughs> it's like they know what's going on because they wrote the script and made the movie but mm -hmm. they don't realize that we don't know what's going on unless you show us what's going on or <laughs> tell us even that's fine too but just you have to let us in but they're also trying to like be funny and get some secondary characters in that can joke around yeah. and like it's just kind of all over the place. A mentally disabled boy who has the greatest Jesus t-shirt, second greatest Jesus t-shirt I've ever seen after the that sweet Harley Davidson one that I have. It's a very aggressive, bloody, crucified Jesus. Yeah. And it's appropriate for this movie. This movie is pretty darn Christian. Dang, dang. I wish I would have seen more of it, but I'll tell you what I did see. Um, this movie opening with a title card that says, this movie has not been approved for public viewing. It is for private viewing only. I'm like, all right, that's an interesting start to the movie. Yeah, if I was Pureflix, I would have taken that out. Yeah, especially like, and then after that, you get like the FBI warning that you would get on like a DVD or a VHS. And you're like, I don't, you don't have to include this on streaming. That's okay. And it also doesn't have the FBI logo, so it's not an official one. It's just made to look like it. Yeah. It's like, hey, for any female body inspectors out there, know that we're coming for you. But it's kind of great on a filmmaking perspective because you put the fear in the viewer right away mm -hmm. that they're going to get caught. And then you calm them down, uh, mentioning that it's sponsored by Dove. It's okay to watch now. <laughs> right, it is sponsored by Dove. Look at my favorite soap company. Now in the movie D business? Yeah. 
they want to make you know that it's clean for family viewing. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's brilliant. That's definitely where the marketing team was at. <laughs> the reason I knew that this was going to be a great movie was the audio initially. Like, very, <laughs> very bad audio. The, the absolute perfect ADR. Did you get to the date? Uh, with her neighbor when she goes out with the guy that like jump starts her truck all the yeah, time. Yeah, and he's an incel. Like uh, clearly from minute one that we meet him, he's an incel. And then she talks to him and he just tells her stories about how he beats people up in bowling alleys and stuff. And she's like, "Well, this has been an interesting time." Yeah. My one of my favorite lines from the movie is him, and he goes, uh, "I had to pop him in the mouth just to get him to listen." Yeah, and it worked. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> Just like, oh, this guy's the worst human being. Nice, I guess, for, like, forcing you to uh, engage with him yep. by, like, starting his car. She, He's probably, like, weakening the battery every night. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, he's definitely going out there un and turning on her headlights. Yeah, <laughs> and for be like, sure. See 100%. See you in the morning, Jessica. Yeah, he... Well, and not only that, he, the lead up to so I had to pop him in the mouth was, so I told him, that's my bowling ball, and he wasn't listening to me, so I had to pop him in the mouth to get him to listen. It's like, pal, what, what, what you're teaching her in this moment is that you're a liar. You did not <laughs> pop anyone in the mouth, pal, at a bowling alley? I don't think so, bud. So Jessica's with this man, Tom, and they have this very high school relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, but she wants, they're like very much uh, personality and like mentally in a high school state. But she wants him to propose because that's the right thing to do early on. How old do you think these two are? I'd say 21, like just didn't yeah. go to college, I guess. Yeah, because she said like, yeah, I probably 21. That sounds right. Yeah, I would say that's, I would agree with that because like, they're both very young, and well, Tom looks like shit, so he's got he might be way older. I don't know, but uh, yeah, Tom's an inventor. Uh, I he, guess he has like a metalworking job, but like he he really wants to invent things, and he builds canoes. Nope, he builds kayaks. Ki kayaks, canoes, whatever. Different. <laughs> he, I love that his business is making kayaks, and then you see the kayaks that he makes. And they're the shittiest looking kayaks I've ever seen. Like, they look like they would leak instantly. Yeah, they're metal, and they just look terrible. Uh, but he gets a big order for them. I guess. He gets an order that's going to net him. Well, I don't we know. We don't know if it's net. No. He says, like, oh, they ordered 30,000 kayaks, which comes out to $90,000. So I've quit my job. <laughs> He's like, whoa, hold on a minute, pal. That's don't do that. That's a bad call. That money's not forever. That's just ninety grand. And she like wants to a start ring. a family and like is on him all the time about not going to work. And if he wants to get serious and like be with her, then he's gotta like buckle down and not do this sort of thing. Well, and also, get right with Jesus. And he's like, I don't really want to. And she's like, well, you have to. And he goes, okay, Wait. fine, I'll change my whole goddamn life for you then. How does that sound? I'll quit doing the things I love, and I'll go to church. Jeez, God, is this woman worth it, Tom? Well, later on in the film, she gives him an ultimato. And uh, either he picks God and her, or they're through. Oh, and God. so on the way to church, uh, she's already at the church waiting for him to show up to show that uh, he loves her. Yeah. 
and uh, he dies in a car crash. <gasps> oh, amazing. Pissed. He's like grumpy. He dies <laughs> yeah. grumpy. That's hilarious. He's like reaching down for his Bible because it's <laughs> sig no. signifying him finally giving in to the Lord and uh, their relationship. And he dies in a car crash. Very well put, too. Finally giving in to the Lord. Like, <laughs> yeah. you wore me down, Jesus. Fine. I'll go to church. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, God. <laughs> what? Fine, I'll marry this woman and have a family with her and grow old with her, I guess. Yeah. I guess I can't invent anymore. Yeah, like, what a horrible... I mean, his inventions are trash, first of all. That that back massaging thing, the Baxter, is garbage. Nobody is going to buy that. But I bet I bet you that's a real invention and it probably made millions. Uh, you know what, Stupid you're probably stuff. right. I bet you're probably right. As soon as I saw it, I was like, that's going to sell on cable TV and, and make him buku bucks for that. But it's trash. It's just like a bent piece of metal with tennis balls on the end of it. <laughs> it's really dumb looking and looks like it should just be thrown in the trash. But it would sell on a shopping network for sure. Oh, yeah. And also, like, wouldn't work. No. Like, wouldn't, no. Do, the, wouldn't do what he's saying it does. It would be – it looks difficult to use. Yeah. It's very cumbersome and doesn't seem like it would massage your back very well at all. Mm -mm. It's like the size of a dinner table. Like it's so <laughs> big. What are you how are you shipping that to people, man? What are you doing? Well, you'd probably just have a couple of screws loose and yeah, put on the balls. Anyways, <laughs> put on the balls. Put that's on what, the balls. That's what God said when he was making us. Unbeknownst to Tom and Jessica, there's a man named Michael that is Tom's uh, doppelganger. Twin. Is is it his actual twin or is it yeah. just a doppelganger thing? It's his actual t twin. They were separated at birth. It was one of those adopt or abort situations, <laughs> as they say a couple of times oh, during the no. films. The line readings get so much better, too, as the movie goes on. I mean, there's, and, a, there's a great one right at the start where some woman who owns a restaurant goes, oh, your son sells toothpicks? And I was like, cut, do it again. Don't say plicks, say picks. That's what they are. But they're toothpicks. I think that was, like, the because, like, once you take them out of the package, the toothpick turns into dental floss. It's like this weird thing. Oh, maybe Toothplix is... Well, I know yeah. Pureflix, but I don't know Toothplix. So the the other twin, Mike, invented these Toothplix and is very successful. Yeah, he's an inventor. And also has a mother. <laughs> Tom doesn't have a mother. He's just got a dad who's cool. Well, he... The mother does get introduced a little bit. <laughs> or I could have just let that go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love Michael's relationship with his mother because whatever the late Jessica like helps the mother change the tire on her car and then like that woman's drunk and falls into the road and almost gets run over by a, a farm truck and Jessica saves her so then she calls her son and is like oh this woman just I almost died this woman just saved my life do you want the long version or the short version and her son goes short version <laughs> I don't want to hear the full story of how you almost died just give me the short version I'm trying to sell toothpicks mom and I, I was barely paying attention, but then Mike talks to Jessica over the phone for yeah. some reason. To say I don't like, know what that's all about. To say, like, make sure my mom gives you money. And she goes, yeah. nah, but, like, take the money. Yeah, but Jessica says no. And then throughout this whole movie, Mike is like, I'm so inspired by this woman I've never even met. <laughs> so, okay, so Ding Dong Tom dies. 
head yeah. crushed in a car accident or whatever. And uh, so then, does Jessica end up with Mike? Oh yeah, they get married and they have. Uh, she's pregnant at the end. Oh my god! Yeah. Hilarious. So before before Tom dies, Mike uh, creates a profile on a Christian dating website. Wow, is it called Christian Mingle? Uh, no, oh, but technically, this is like our third uh, Christian dating site. There was Fat Bitch, uh, Christian Mingle, <laughs> That's right, and now yeah. this one. Also, the house that Jessica lives in kind of looks like the Fat Bitch house. Ooh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the exact same. I, it, at when all. they showed the outside, I was like, "That's the Fat Bitch. That's that's where Fat Bitch was filmed." I think it looks like it. <laughs> Jessica's friends find this profile and they're like, "Oh my God, your boyfriend created a dating profile, Tom." Because everybody hates Tom. Nobody likes Tom. Yeah, everybody doesn't everybody loves Tom. Tom deserves Jessica. That woman who he works with is throwing herself at Tom when they're kayaking. She might as well be like holding their breath under the boat. Anna the slut is definitely going after Tom, but like all of Jessica's friends, like she bitches about Tom all the time. So they're all on her side. They right. find this profile and like Jessica, he's trying to cheat on you. Right, he's dogging uh, you. But uh, it turns out there is another person that looks exactly like Tom. Uh, there's this like uh, um, date scene where Tom and um Mike are at the same restaurant and there's like this back and forth and they just never end up meeting each other. Is it and like, then Tom does. Is it like Mrs. Doubtfire at the end of Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire? Yeah, yeah. Does does Tom come back to the table and go, Oh, sorry, I had to piss like a racehorse. <laughs> Race like a piss horse, but yeah. <laughs> oh of course, yeah. I that was like my favorite line in Mrs. Doubtfire when I was a kid. And I didn't I'd piss like a racehorse. I don't know what that means. Still don't. <laughs> well eventually you did. I was there. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Now I know it's race like a piss horse. During the whole restaurant scene, I'm like, I can't wait for the bad green screen where the two <laughs> are on. <laughs> but they just don't have the budget for that at all, so That's you never great. see them in the same room. I was really hoping they would go to shake hands, and their hands would just, like, clip through each other's and then just move up and down, and they'd go, good enough. That's it. Don't look too close. <laughs> don't get too close at all. Don't get close too close to me. No, don't get too close to me. But, so... Johnny Toothplicks, and he also invented something called the multi-hook, which is like, what if there was a hook that had several hooks on it? Wow, revolutionary. Yeah, so you can have different heights of your painting. Very cool, bro. But, like, different heights, but all lower. Like, lower than the nail. So wherever you put it, if you put the nail too low, you're not going to get it. It's not going to work. Also, they don't, like, measure any... It's like you don't have to measure anything. It just randomly puts these uh, <laughs> yeah. nails in the wall. Yeah. But you do, because it still only goes really up or down. You don't know... Yeah, it does. It's And, like, the the fact that he just casually punches those holes in the wall and then goes, like, you don't even have to put holes in your wall anymore. It's like, well, you just did. Why did you do that? Idiot. Yeah. And, like, the guy he works with is the biggest chode ever. What are you talking about? He's he's flossing his teeth with a teddy bear or something. <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense because he works in the office with the man who created Toothplicks or whatever. Yeah, there's got to be a box of Toothplicks around here somewhere. Toothplicks. That's the gotta best be. name they could come up with. Toothplicks. I, I got to go through my favorite part of this movie. Please. And this is when... Uh, Jessica is so distraught over Tom's death. She doesn't know what's going on. Uh, and then out of the corner of the eye, her eye outside, she sees Tom 
and is going insane because he's supposed to be dead. So he, <laughs> she, of course, goes to a, a priest. Um, Naturally. And the priest uh, ca- uh, sits her down, also with uh, his wife is there, apparently. Yuck. And uh, they talk to this lady, and he's like, well, it must be a demon. <laughs> <laughs> really? and then she's like what yes yes we uh we know that uh demons come back to haunt the living and she's like but i'm christian and he's like well because you're christian is why the demons know about you of course if you weren't christian demons wouldn't bother you you'd have a great life instead you're inviting all these it's like you put a porch light on and then get mad when moths show up pretty much what he says (laughs) and (laughs) The craziest thing about the whole thing to me is that he's giving her really bad advice, but also the audience, the viewer knows that there's a twin. Like, it's a twin. Right, right. We seeing. know it's Michael, yeah. So you know the preacher's lying and spitting false, <laughs> like, fearful dogma. Right. And then, and then she finds out that it's Tom and marries him and has a baby. It's Michael, please. Michael. Uh, but you never go back to the priest and there's no explanation for him you just like you're confronted with the church for a scene and he just gives bad advice like she should have gone she should have brought Michael to the church and been like I married my demon (laughs) you know that demon that's been haunting me he's not my husband I'm carrying his seed I have his seed inside of me (laughs) if this was a demon could I do this (laughs) if this demon was my father could I do this and starts making out with him it just is so insane that you would like even get the viewer to contemplate the validity of what a priest is saying. It's it's so insane that in 2014 a priest in America was like, yeah, that's a demon, of course, <laughs> yeah. a demon, you know, a demon. And she believes him and goes like crazy for a little bit and like has this ah. like weird crying scene and like, yeah, tells everybody in her life that it's a demon. <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, I, I've, I've, like, I found this woman. Peyton Patron is her name, the actress. I found her TikToks. I was googling her to see what else she's done, and she's like lost her mind there too. Like, she's like really into affiliate marketing and makes all these like condescending TikToks that nobody watches, being like, "You idiots working for a living? Look at me! I'm sitting under a palm tree. Life is great. I do affiliate. I can do my work from anywhere." A hundred views, no comments, no likes. I'm like, I don't think this is working for you, Peyton. I'm sorry. I wanted to. I wish success for everyone, but I just I don't think this is it, G. We wish success upon everyone. I think that's apparent from our podcast of and course. what we're yeah. all about. But get yourself a customer service job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't don't send me pictures from a beach in Miami and say that you're successful. You're living in Miami. That's not that good. That's fine, I guess. But, like, I don't know. Yeah, don't piss in my raincoat and tell me it's raining. Yeah, don't piss in my raincoat and tell me I pissed in my raincoat. (laughs) Here's a very important question for you. Um, Do you think uh, Tom and Mike are a little bit of uh, pepperoni salami persuasion? Huh. Do I think they got a little pepperoni salami in them? I mean, I think they might want a little pepperoni salami in them, if you know what I'm saying. But I don't know. I Maybe. Hard to say. I don't know what you <laughs> I don't know. Do you think there's a little pepperoni salami in them? Do you think they're a little mambo italiano? I think so. I think that's where their uh, verb for uh, inventing comes from, is <laughs> from their Italian roots. Like, I love that they're both inventors, but just one of them is better. 
Yeah. And then she marries but, the better one. That's great. And it's so great that the worst one dies. Yeah, it makes it so much easier to marry the good so one. When the worst one dies that you're in love with, and then you just get to upgrade to the better one. That's amazing. Like, I really thought Tom was just going to end up with Anna, the girl that, like, wants to actually be with him and is more alike. Right. Um, and we all know that you should fall in love with people you work with. It's <laughs> uh, the best place to find dates. And then, you know, Jessica would just wind up with Mike and happy ending. But no, people got to die. Yeah, well, I mean, is Mike a Christian or does she force him to be Christian? Oh, no, Mike's, like, super Christian. He's the one who signed up for a Christian dating site. Oh, first. that's right. Well, I thought he was just lying like Lacey Chabert and being like, yeah, I'm Christian, I just need to meet a good woman, and uh, Christian Mingle's the way to do it, I guess. And I would do that, too, but, like, uh, Mike's too dumb for that. Mm, fair enough. Well, I mean, yeah, he's religious. Gotcha, Mike. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Cutting. <laughs> Cutting commentary. <laughs> oh, and you didn't see before the credits... Uh, they did give a special thanks to our Father God, Son, and Holy Spirit. Oh, wow. Wow. Father, Son, and the hot queef. There it is. <laughs> so, yeah, that was this movie. I love it. It's going to make me rich. What about us? Isn't it going to make us rich? All right, calm down. It's not making anyone rich. It's a metal kayak. It's not. They already have better kayaks made out of plastic. I don't want a metal kayak at all. I'd no. be way too afraid of getting cut getting while cut kayaking. getting cut you can't leave it out in the sun so if you're out kayaking on the lake and then you go to get out of it you're going to burn your fingers and toes off yeah like you got to at least paint it so it's not silver and get it like absorbing all those rays yeah and it's going to be heavy as frick it's solid metal how do you know it's even going to float my man cuz hope floats <laughs> wow that's really good you should patent that. I've never heard that before, and I love it. I should write a book about it. And, you should write a book. Uh, give you all the details. I would love that. Uh, well, hey, boy, I, hey, this was great. I mean, I we should do this every week. I, I think I'm <laughs> just going to stop watching the movies because this was great enjoying it from your perspective. No, I get to watch half an hour of the film next week, and then you can explain. <laughs> I mean, I'm into that. That'd be fun. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, it might be fun. Uh, well, then. Yeah, it might be. Because you've seen more of this movie than I have, uh, I got a question for you, and that is, can Christians eat pork? Hmm. I'd have to say, uh, sifting through the datum, uh, judging the means, the averages, the medians, uh, I'd have to say inconclusive. Oh, <laughs> no. Because I, I, I assumed, well, we know they can eat pizza because yeah. Tom takes her to the best pizza place in town that serves the worst looking pizza I've ever like what is up with these movies and having bad pizza in them just have good pizza in splurge on a good pizza spend 10 extra dollars and get a nice looking pizza instead of a cardboard store bought piece of garbage like in every movie we watched 100% agree like get more pizza garbage yeah get that's bent that's what you're saying right yeah get bent everyone that's what I'm saying yeah, very inconclusive in this movie. Uh, did you get to the point? I can't believe I didn't uh, bring this up. But when uh, Tom goes, let's do some mudden. <laughs> yeah, that's right before I, I... My viewing ended. Pureflix died on me right when him and Anna met up kayaking. Okay. So I did see him going like, oh, I wish I could go mudden. I haven't gone mudden in a while. And the guy goes, all right, well, call me later, I guess. <laughs> 
Because they do do some mudding after. Oh. I think a- after the kayaking. Oh no, I didn't see the mud. And, ah, damn oh, it! Oh, it's so good. It that I know. I keep going back to this, but I'm a hundred percent serious. When that's when the movie took off for me. <laughs> like I was like, let's do some mudding, and then there's like three or four scenes of just people mudding. Oh man, <laughs> that's, that's great. Ah, oh, I really. I'm so mad at David A.R. White for making uh, <sighs> such a poor media player that I can't even watch this full movie two to tangle two being the number two not T-O-T-W-O and uh, although like um you know it was a very somber watch obviously. <laughs> of course there's death yeah um this might have been my favorite watch uh definitely of this year but uh in a while even... it was just like right in that middle ground of mm. quality <laughs> even better than I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry Ah, oh, that was good, but, like, I've seen it before. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, and Ving Rhames, you know, he, this movie loses a couple points because Ving Rhames and Ving Rhames' bare ass isn't in it, but it's all right. I guess but, even without that, it's still better than I Never Know Chuck and Larry. That's phenomenal. Yeah, Been there, done that. I I think if we have this podcast in the next five years, we should revisit this movie. I would uh, love something more. Because I, I legitimately enjoyed the heck out of watching it. Why don't we why don't next week we do two to tangle again and I'll uh, watch it <laughs> and I'll watch it this time and then we can yeah. actually talk about it. I think so. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We got a good one for next week though as well. Yeah. Like the rest of this month we got good ones, so I don't know. We have the rest of our lives unless you're Tom. Hey <laughs> unless you're trying to go to church and God's like I like I love that he's like, all right, I'll go to church and God goes I'm just going to kill you, actually. Like, I don't I, I don't want you in church. I want you in heaven forever. Well, it's heavily implied that Jesus does kill uh, Tom so that <laughs> Jessica can be with Mike. Right. Does Of course. Does the, the, the guy who kills Tom, like, presumably, or does Tom crash into a tree or something? Uh, I think he crashes into a wall. I don't remember <laughs> what he crashes into. <laughs> Yeah. That's wild. He crashed into yeah. a wall? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, his pastor told him that he had to stop, but then he yeah. crashed into a wall. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> now he's going slow. You also missed the line, some internet pervert. Are they talking about uh, her neighbor, Richard, or whatever his name is? No. He is a pervert, but uh, for other reasons. Does he ever go, like, full incel on her? Because he's already pretty incel-y, and I'm assuming he's black-pilled at this point and just, like, looking for an excuse to kill women. So, like, does he ever go full incel, or is, is their uncomfortable date the last we see of him? Uh, you do see him help her bring up uh, groceries again. I don't think there was any pork in there. Okay. Um, right. But he also just like is spitting the same game. Like, oh, okay. hey, you should be with me because uh, I'm the best, even though we know you're not. Yeah, even though clearly I have like brain damage because there's a giant scar on the side of my head. So clearly yeah. I have had a concussion or brain surgery or something. Brain stuff. Brain, brain stuff. And brain then now, brain stuff. now I'm a black-pilled incel. Let me help you with your groceries. Chivalry isn't dead. They're saving it for the sequel. For oh, sure. two to tangle two. Yeah. All right. They also <laughs> very cleverly use the number two uh, and, and mirror it so the two whoop uh, creates a heart, <laughs> but they don't put that on the poster. It's yeah. brilliant. Well, probably because it was con- it would confuse people and they'd go twenty two to tango, twenty two to tangle. What does that mean? 
it was definitely a confusing issue for sure well uh hey this was a great movie yeah and, and we uh, might do it again sometime we might do it again next week we'll see yeah we'll see <laughs> well until then i love you i love you we love you please we love you please <laughs> and i'm tis jism i'm tis jism i'm tis jism i'm tis jism i'm tis I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm just AKA Steve Creed.